Well, Merry Christmas again. I'm delighted to share the word for just a couple minutes with you tonight as we move toward wrapping up our time and moving into Christmas from Christmas Eve, the end of Advent, into the day of Christmas. And I've told you several times over this, the uh, last few years, how much I love Christmas. I love all the fun stuff about Christmas. I love all the moments of Christmas. I love all the, um, all the pageantry. I have my quiet time in front of my Christmas tree every morning. I just hunker down there so that I can uh, uh, just soak up all the sights. I did a super, this is my first Christmas as a grandfather this year, and I did a super grandfather thing. Check this out, made this today right here. There we go. There we go. That's for baby Savannah. Like, uh, she's a year old. She was here last hour. I was like, Savannah, that's your present. It's a trike. It's red. You'll see it tomorrow. And, um, but she doesn't know she's a baby. But I just love the whole thing. And by the way, shout out to my daughter, Emily. Couldn't have done it without you. You helped your niece uh, there. Um, so, but as, even as I think about this journey, and I think about the, 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 the we've talked about the Magi's journey this whole time, part of this, the thing that's so re, kind of, real about the Magi is that their journey was out of a brutal life toward hope. And hope is kind of the word that comes out for me around this, that they had an expedition of hope, that they were on a journey toward finding some hope for their beleaguered souls, for their broken world, for their broken hearts, a hope that had not yet existed up to that time. And so we're people, while we love all the pageantry and all the beauty and all the joy of Christmas, we really are people who share that because we, like them, we live in a brutal world. And I wanted to be super like up and all positive and Merry Christmassy about this whole thing, but I started to reflect on this idea of how desperately we need hope. And that that's the message of the, of the Magi's journey is that they were seeking that as well. This is why in Matthew chapter uh, um, two, when the Magi, it says that they saw the star, when they saw the star and it went back over the place where Jesus was with Mary and Joseph, that they at that point knew and were overjoyed that the king that they had been looking for was in fact Christ. Oh, thanks, Daryl. And so they were overjoyed when they saw it. And you hear the message of hope in the Luke passage as well, where the angel came to the shepherds, not the magi, but the angels came, came to the shepherds. And you see that in their message too. Look at that again in Luke chapter two. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Can you see the message of hope in there? that the Magi were on a journey of hope, that we're on a journey of hope because we need it for this broken world that we're living in. We need it for our broken hearts. We need it for the broken lives that are all around us. I mean, let's just be really honest, you guys. Life is brutal. Again, there's just enough goodness in our life to kind of rouse some expectation. There's these moments, these high moments, and we can hear the whispers of that kind of a life, and we, get, we have these moments of smooth sailing, and we think maybe, maybe this is life and it's all going to be good and easy and I'm not going to uh, uh, have the difficulties. And then something comes along and we're like, yeah, no, this is rough. The English poet, uh, George Herbert said, uh, I cried, I wept when I was born and every day since shows why. Do you know that quote? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> but there's no getting around it, church. 
And so while we're a lover of all the good things and all the beautiful things, they really become hints for us of something greater, something to look forward to, a hope that we long for. And sometimes, we have to admit, we just get in this place in life where we just cruise from a silver lining in the darkness of a good vacation, a great meal, some time with friends, and then we realize our world is still brutal and my heart is still broken. I was reading a devotional, I wanted to bring this to you. This is the quote from the writer of this devotional. He said, we need much more than a silver lining outlook on life. Much, much more. We need an unbreakable and unquenchable hope. And so when you look at the message of Christmas, that's really what it is. That's why Christmas is so sweet because it shouts to us the message of hope. It shouts to us that all the longings of our hearts will be fulfilled in Christ because this is what it says. It says the perfect king has come and has brought his kingdom. And that's why the angels have this incredible message to us. That's our hope, that the king has come and he's brought his kingdom. And it's now, it's not fully yet, but it's now. It's not totally yet, but it's now. And that's the hope that we live in. And so just three little pieces of the angel's message to the shepherds that I want to look at in a couple minutes that I have left over. First of all, you see this in their, uh, this, this message of hope. They talk about the good news. And that is the essence of hope, isn't it, is good news. Like, that's what good news is, is hope. Like, if I said to you, there's no way your heart can be unaffected by this. If I said to you, Meg, I've got good news. Like, what does it do to you, right? Like, there's something, Jim, I've got good news, like right away, you go right in your heart, you go to that thing that I'm carrying. Like, is there good news? Is like something good gonna happen to that? Like just saying the proclamation is that there's good news. We go, yeah, I need good news because this is a brutal world and my heart is under attack and, and it's rough out here. And Jesus preached the good news. I love it that, the, that at Jesus' birth, the angel said, I have good news for you. Then when Jesus came, he came it, the scriptures say preaching the good news. Does anybody know what he preached the good news of? It says this in Matthew 9, a whole bunch of places. Jesus came preaching the good news of the kingdom. Oh, the rule and the reign of God in the midst of my present journey. That's the hope that I need. And so we have this good news that is the hope that we're longing for. And, when, and it says that, and listen to this from Matthew 9, that Jesus went through all the, all the towns and villages preaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. And then to emphasize a point says, and healing every disease and sickness for he looked upon the crowds and they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. This is what Jesus said the good news was. It's the kingdom of God with healing and restoration, and no more tears, and no more anxiety, and on and all the story that we live in, Jesus was going to come with the perfect kingdom out of his compassion for us. Come on now, is that good news? The angel said, I have good news. So that's hope. The second thing that the angels say that I want to point out is, is, is this good news will cause great joy. This good news will cause great joy. And all that is, you guys, great joy, great joy is the opposite of bad news. Great joy is the opposite of longing and angst and unfulfilled desires. Great joy is the opposite of wondering if I'm going to have enough. Great joy is the opposite of a broken heart that nothing can console. I bring you good news, the kingdom and the king, that will bring great joy. Yep, it's going to set us free because we are people who can, we can feel it. That's why I have such joy in 
Christmas around the Christmas tree. That's why I have such joy in face-to-face community with you guys. That's why I have such joy in these moments when I can experience the richness of God's um, breaking through in his presence and and beauty of creation. Why? Why? Because those are all whispers of one day when we'll lack nothing and our hope will be totally fulfilled. I bring you good news, the king and the kingdom of great joy, which is us set free out of this broken and brutal existence that we have. And then he goes on to say, and, uh, and that a savior has come. I bring you good news of great joy for today in the, in the town of David in Bethlehem, a savior has been born to you, a savior. See, the other thing about hope that this, these angels' message tells us, and this is the Magi's journey that they were on, the other thing about, about, about hope is that it's a rescue. It's not just a, a philosophy way of living. It's actually, we're going to come and get rescued from a way, a place that we could not, we had no way to help ourselves, and we are going to be helped. We're going to be saved. We're going to be rescued by God himself. That is great news. You know, I read with Bob Hess, our dear friend Bob, this is our first Christmas without Bob. I read with Bob Hess, we had a list of 100 best adventure books of all time. And we read like 80 of those things. And the great thing about adventure books, you know, if you've ever read adventure books, it's just some epic story. Nobody ever writes an adventure book where they went out on a great vacation and everything went well, right? They go out and it's brutal and something happens. Well, there's two kinds of those books. All of them, it's brutal, something happens. And in one kind of those books, somebody gets to the end of their rope, they realize they don't know what they're going to do, and then they dig deep, they find another gear, and the human spirit soars, and they solve it, right? And we're like, people are awesome. The dude cuts off his arm to get out of the cave where he, the rock fell on, you know, like something. Like, that's one kind of adventure book. But the other kind of adventure book that I find way more compelling when I think about the story of God is the kind where somebody goes out, some brutal things happen, they dig deep to try to find another gear, and they can't solve it. So that then miraculously, seemingly out of nowhere, rescue comes. They go over the hill and their last day without water and they see that there's a city that they didn't know was there. The weather changes. Somebody comes by and finds them like there's a rescue that comes. That is so part of the hope story. Hope is being rescued. And this is why our hearts respond at Christmas, you guys, because all of the images and all of the stories speak of a rescue by the perfect king who has brought the kingdom that fulfills all of our longings and every question we ever had in the depth of our soul is answered through Christ the King. And that gives us the hope that we're looking for because we know we need, I want you to see it again, we need much more than a silver lining outlook on life. Much, much more. We need an unbreakable and unquenchable hope. Friends, that hope is found in Jesus. And we long for you to experience that as well. Because while I want to go, Merry Christmas, it's so sweet. It is, right, this moment we're sharing, but it's in the midst of a darkness, and it's in the midst of difficulty, and it's in the midst of brokenness of a world that needs a Savior. And there's only one hope that's strong enough, that's brilliant enough, that's beautiful enough, that's glorious enough to overcome the heartache of you and me in our world. And that's Christ. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. It's super sweet with the baby and all that, but man, it is a rescue 
of our world. And so that's why we do Advent, you guys. That's why we spend the 12th of our year thinking about the coming of Christ. That's why we light the candles, because each week the light increases, right? Because Christ has come into our world. Christ keeps coming to us. Christ will continue to come and meet us. And one day he'll come to fulfill all of the longings that we have. And the kingdom will come in its fullness and all things will be restored. Where there'd be no more tears and no more pain and no more death. No more separation from God. That's what's ahead. And this symbolizes that every day we're closer and closer to the coming of the fullness of of God. And so we light these candles at Christmas together. In a minute, I'm going to light the, um, from my candle, from the Christ candle, the center candle here, proclaiming that Christ has come and brought a light into the world. And then we're going to pass the light to one another down the rows. Pastor Danny's going to come and Pastor Ben's going to come in a second.